Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How are you? Merlin, man. You know. I worry Things about the I worry about the Freddie Mercury estate coming after me. Yeah, I understand that. You think he has you, powerful lawyers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Sometimes the uh, the family can be pretty um, tightly wound about the intellectual property of dead people. You know this, right? You're talking about the family of a dead creative person who is now living off of the creative person's creative works. The fat of the dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fat of the dead. Mm-hmm. I can think of two. Uh, the Elvis Presley family, God love them. They yeah. will license his name and likeness to be on pretty much everything. That's one. But right. the, one, the one that really gets me is, uh, boy, this guy's such a cocksucker, James Joyce's grandson. You know about him? I have heard about the uh, the difficulty in dealing with James Joyce's grandson. It's one thing to be a businessman, and it's another thing to deliberately be a dick. Wait a minute. Are you implying that you have tried to license or creatively uh, use the works of James Joyce and have been thwarted by his grandson? Yeah, I had a whole uh, hip-hop opera, or as I like to call it, a hip-hopera mm-hmm. uh, called... Uh, MC Ulysses, I guess. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. They, they, they put the kibosh on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's just not right. You know, a person should be able to reincorporate another artist's work in, a, in an additional work and not have to deal with a bunch of upset grandsons. Yeah. I'm sorry for that, Merlin. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, like, thank you very much. Well, you know, there's the whole thing. I don't want to get into copyright and stuff because it's boring. Boy, but, it's so boring. Well, I mean, it can be boring. But, you know, like, there's the whole thing that, that appears to be true, which is that the Disney Corporation, right about the time Mickey Mouse is about to run out, they find some way to extend copyright. And right. whatever, they're, they're made out of filthy lucre. Sure. But, but, you know, James Joyce, come on. That's, that's a pretty, those are pretty old books. Yeah, and he, who, who has even ever heard of him? Yeah, right? I mean, let alone read it. He's not like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know, Mickey Mouse, like, that's like the American flag. You know, I've started uh, Steamboat Willie probably five times and never made it past the first chapter. <laughs> well, the problem is there are so many biblical references. If you haven't read the Bible all the way through, yeah. you're not going to get a lot of, the, lot of the subtext of Steamboat Willie. Well, especially the non-canonical Gospels. You got, uh, you got uh, Saint, uh, Saint uh, Jackie. You got uh, Saint uh, Saint Willie, obviously. Yeah, you know I'm yeah. still catching up. But the reason I'm late is I had to make coffee, so I'm still kind of waking up a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm. Uh, you know, I, I I understand that a lot of people assume that I am doing this podcast mostly nude most of the time. I didn't until now, but um, but today it's actually true. I am completely naked. <laughs> oh God! And oh, I would like man. to be known as Steamboat Willie for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Steamboat uh, Willie. Yeah. I think now here's the other thing about Disney that's that, that's crazy making is how mm. much how I mean again now this is every nerd on the internet knows this shit backwards and forwards but they get so much of their stuff from like free like content from the culture like they didn't write Snow White they didn't write Sleeping Beauty they didn't they didn't write much of anything right you know, the stuff those are made, a bunch of German fairy tales yeah we Once know what again. happens yeah with the Germans Once again with the Germans and and hmm, boy I like the way we can make that happen every time <laughs> but yeah I, we I'm haven't mentioned sh- Hitler yet oh there oh, it was. there we go here comes Godwin <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Steamboat Willie is a parody not a parody but you know it's a of, of, of a Buster oh, Keaton right Oh, interesting. I'll I would look not, that does up. Buster Keaton do that Steamboat Willie dance? You know, the one where he's kind of like, he's doing a little bit of a... 
He's got, you know, the Steamboat Willie dance. For, mm, that, I think that's good. That's, you're going to have to claim that now that you're Steamboat Willie. I think for a long time, all they knew how to do in animation was slow-moving dinosaurs, mm-hmm. uh, mice moving their hips, and people whistling. Also, flowers. Flowers d- doing this kind of arm-waving dance, I'm pretty I, sure. You know, flowers doing an arm-waving dance, I'm 100% behind. I, I, I wish. That. I really wish mouse... Uh, or, I really wish mice moving their hips was was still a more popular meme in video culture. I, mean, I, look, I could see that it. being big at Comic-Con. I saw last night, I was standing out in front of a bar. I don't know why I was there, but there <laughs> and I was. The, and you didn't know for different reasons than you wouldn't have known, say, a, a couple decades ago. Yeah, I'm standing outside of a bar. It's not that I don't know why I'm there because I'm insensibly intoxicated it's that i was riding my vespa and i saw a person that i knew and i pulled over i'm talking to them and a rat comes out from underneath a car that's right right next to us and the street is kind of you know half it's not full of people but it's half full of people and the rat comes out of this car it's a big rat and he he sees that there are a bunch of people on the sidewalk and he knows he's he needs to go a different direction so he he cuts across the street kind of diagonally and of course we all notice this guy he's a big he's a big guy and he's moving he's moving fast and he's doing that thing where he's moving so fast that his his tail is kind of uh it's like um it's like the key on a wind-up toy it's kind of spinning around like like a motorboat propeller and he heads across the street and somebody comes out of a a doorway and he's like oh course direct course change and he changes course and runs right into uh uh, this guy coming out of uh, the next door down, walk, walking his little wiener dog in the middle of the night. Oh, God. The guy walks out the door, and the little wiener dog basically steps out the door, and the rat runs into his mouth. And the wiener dog absolutely loses his mind and chases this rat, like, into the bushes. You're and- saying he, he has, that hasn't been bred out of him yet. No, he he's was, still a bad. He's still a badger hound. He was so excited that <gasps> finally, and, and and I had this. I had this picture of this wiener dog <laughs> living on this. You know, living in a studio apartment in this apartment <laughs> building in the middle of Seattle's Capitol Hill. He probably sleeps all day on a on a like a pink sheepskin rug. People probably feed him little niblets and put and and like shampoo his hair. This little guy, and he walked out in the middle of the night to go on his like. Once around the block, poop run. But tonight was different. Tonight, a five-pound rat ran right into his like face, basically. And this dog went into the bushes, and you know, and everybody's cheering at this point on the street, like "Yay!" Woo! And the dog goes into the bushes, and I, I was there for forty-five minutes. I never saw the dog again. The dog went. He that thing in his little heart, his little wiener dog desire to go down a hole. After a rat, it all came back to him. Isn't that amazing? He's probably down in the sewers right now. He got a taste. He got a taste of blood. His little pink ribbons, all covered with with <laughs> rat with, blood, <laughs> with rat blood, and, and and gross. And he's just down there, like I am the hunter. Oh my god, that is so cool! Now was he off leash? He was he off just... leash because it was one of those like you know the guy the guy that was taking him for a walk was kind of like in his pajamas almost. It was. It was clearly a okay. I know you have to go pee or whatever. Let's go downstairs, and I mean, it was the middle of the night, but it was a it was a perfect storm for this little wiener dog. 
If you think about that, you think about that dog. I mean, I imagine in, in time, like most of us, he gets used to his environment. Now, you've, you've spoken at length, and I think you've helped a lot of people with, with helping them to understand that there's a basic animal nature in us that right. we are squashing or allowing to be squashed down. I'm, what I'm telling you is I think it sounds like this is the dachshund version of a slightly nicer supermax prison. He gets hmm. to come out and shoot baskets for like an hour a day, right? He's, yeah. he's, you know what, the, you know, like that, uh, that place where they send the super criminals. Yeah. It's a, it's a, he's, li- he's living a life where he can do nothing, but it's not that bad at the same time. Yeah. It's like the way we, we, shield puts all the really bad supervillains way underground. This guy's yeah, living and they upstairs. Can, they can come out there, do the, do the supervillains get to play basketball for an hour a day? And that depends on what their what their skills are. By and large, they're kept in some kind of a state in which their powers are, you know, uh, uh, oh, you know right. kept in check, which is... So if, you're, if your power was to turn rubber balls into ballistic missiles, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't let you out to play basketball. Or slam dunking, because that would just be too fun. But in this case, so if I understand correctly, uh, Dachshund is, mm-hmm. is, and I'll have to look this up, I believe that is that is indeed German for badger hound. And mm-hmm. it was their job, they bred them in the, to be those hideous little creatures that they are, so that their bodies could go down a hole to chase a badger. Is that your understanding? That is my understanding. Can you but imagine? all those dogs, all those dogs are little ratters. Every dog with a, all of the dogs that people are carrying in their purses now, were originally designed to chase rats into holes, and it's the craziest. It's the it's the craziest like psychic di- disconnect in our culture that these 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 creatures that are being treated like um, ersatz children are actually. Uh, th- their only reason for existence is to grab rats by the face and chew until the until the rat is dead. There's no, there's nothing cuddly about these things. They are monsters. If you if you think we've gotten an email before about, and, and I don't even know if you can find my email. I don't I don't look at it. So have fun if you if you can get away from your dog for a minute. Um, here's the thing. Um, you think we've heard heard about bronies? You know, you, uh-huh. you think we've heard, we've heard about-, about bronies, boy. <laughs> We've gotten some emails. I saw a guy walking down the street the other night in, a, in an ironic T-shirt that I think was not ironic. He had it was a big T-shirt that said "Brony" on it in my neighborhood. No, no, no. I, my my. I think it's a thing, John. My increasing understanding of Brony culture is that there is no, there is no ironic, like use of Brony by by straight culture like if you say if your t-shirt says brony you are a brony you're not kidding around Mm. i think there are even there are even sarcastic juggalos i (laughs) i knew a girl in wisconsin who had a juggalo tattoo a uh uh, like the hatchet wielding uh dude which i'm sure i'm sure he has a name the hatchet wielding dude she had a, a juggalo tattoo and i and i um I remarked upon it because it was in a place that you wouldn't, it's not like you're going to see it in normal encounters with her. It was on like a steady job. (laughs) Kind of place you wouldn't normally see a juggalo (laughs) tattoo. (laughs) She was, she was like a perfectly, well, I'm not going to say perfectly normal, but she was a, she She passed. She passed. Yeah, she passed. And I said, so, and this was a long time ago. I was like, so what's the, um, juggalo thing and she was like oh i think those guys are so hilarious and i just really oh i just God. think they're awesome and i just got this because and it was very much a hipster ironic juggalo tattoo 
So how, how fucking I, deep in the stack do you have to be for that to make anything like sense? Well, but but this is the thing about tattoos, and I see this all the time. Oh, there God. is a there is a subset of the rationale for getting tattoos that are really just you, people get tattoos that are responses to other tattoos or in jokes. Like there 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 are the tattoo cliches, like the girl with the dolphin jumping uh, over a rainbow, a tattooed on the small of her back. But then there are the guys who get a who get a uh, killer whale jumping over a rainbow that's eating a dolphin, and it really only makes sense if you understand that there's a dolphin jumping over a rainbow uh, cliche. You know that's, what I mean? That's not like, even amusing as a shirt. It isn't. It's not amusing at all. But it is a. But it's a whole part of the tattoo culture. People show you their tattoos, and it's like, oh, and this one is like. Do you get this one? I mean, they're like little they're like little puzzles that if you don't understand what what you don't understand tattoo culture, then you're not going to understand this referential right. tattoo. And um, <clears throat> but but as far as bronyism goes, I don't think that there I don't think that there are like people living in the straight world who get ironic brony tattoos because it's already so confusing about like whether bronies are I see there's and par- partly there isn't an audience yet for brony ironism. No, although bronyism is expanding by leaps and bounds. You mean geographically or in terms of the scope of their non-irony? I think the like just culturally it is becoming a thing faster than anybody can faster than we can build the okay. the, the the monitoring stations to keep tabs on all these people. Okay, so so in, in time, you could move out in concentric circles to a strawberry shortcake or a gem, being mm. truly outrageous. I think you can, but I think as time goes on, we will start to see non-bronies adopting brony culture unknowingly. Just like with the blues. That's exactly right. There will be appropriation upon appropriation, and then pretty soon, people will be using sparkle power mm. to just go about their normal day. And it's like, do you even know what sparkle power is? Yeah. It's derived from a thing that that you know that actually means something to people. I was astonished when we started talking about bronies initially, thinking that your and my <clears throat> uh, your and my cultural envelope was only going to include maybe one or two bronies, but in fact, my inbox was full mm-hmm. of letters, letters from. Very articulate and respectful. They, they seem very nice. Who wanted to? Who, who did? Who had no? They had no uh, truck with anything we said. They did not want to argue. They just wanted to say, "I am here. I am here, and I am listening." I'm here. I'm brony. Get used to it. That's right. But I'm but please brony. please get used to it. But but <laughs> you know, or 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 don't. But we're gonna have a. We're we're all gonna meet up at the convention well, center later. I got okay. Get, I, I got two. I got two things on my to do list. First of all, I need a better song to sing you at the beginning. Yeah. And number two, I need to do a deep dive on bronies. You seem well. Who? You seem a little tired today. No, no, I'm fine. I'm subdued. I'm trying to be calmer. I like that. Hmm. I well, I mean, just because uh, it's not that I like you calmer. It's okay. that I like any attempt that a person makes to try a different thing. It, not strictly self-improvement. It's just a matter of mixing it up. You wear a different hat. Exactly. Today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Today I wake up, I have a pink bow in my hair. Tomorrow I'm going down a hole chasing rats. That's how life is. Most of the incontinent dogs I've known have been dachshunds. 
I don't know if that's an availability heuristic or you know uh, the uh, the attribution error or the category error, but you know it seems like most of the incontinent dogs. I think I think for one thing, dogs that live longer. Small dogs, I believe, tend to live longer than large dogs, turns out. I believe that that is the case. And Their so, little hearts have less work to do. Maybe, but also the breeding, you get the bigger dogs and they start getting the, uh, the hip dysplasia and whatnot. Right. And the I, little dogs, you think they bred their bladders to be too small? Maybe maybe that was part of that could be an adaptation. But you know, here, here's the thing. I mean, like you say, the kind of work that they do. You think about the hideous freak dogs, and this is like I say, this is where the email is going to start pouring in because you don't want to talk about pit bulls because people who have pit bulls are sensitive about pit bulls. Mm-hmm. They're nice people. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like if you breed one of these dogs, well, a mastiff. How is a mist mastiff not going to have hip dysplasia? Yeah, right. It's well, like you're, try, you're, try, you're, try, you're trying to you're, you're trying to make make a lion out of a boxer. It's it's weird. <laughs> Do you know how big a mastiff is? Have you ever seen a, like what's called a grand mastiff? Have you ever seen like a big mastiff? Have I? Oh, they've chased me across so many hedgerows. <laughs> but you know one thing, they can't climb trees yet. Hmm. Hmm. I I have nothing. Uh, you know, I I have uh, I've had a lot of experience with pit bulls, firsthand experience uh, with them being just. Delightful little people. Yes, and that's the problem. This right. is the but problem. So look at that dachshund. Have, Let me they ask also you. Have jaws that can like uh, crush iron. Yeah, but okay, okay. Here's the thing. Tommy Toon comes down the stairs with his dog, and he's wearing his jammies. If you <laughs> were to give him a pop quiz right there on the street in front of the place where you weren't drinking, and you said, "Excuse me, sir, do you think it's possible that your little doggy uh, Ginger or Marianne or whatever? Do you think <laughs> Marianne's probably upstairs sleeping? But because you know they got to have two dogs in, in San Francisco, you can have two dogs and one kid. Or two kids and one dog, but there's got to be you've got to do something. You know wow. what I'm saying? Oh, oh no, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. They check they, they check you at the uh, at the gate. So <laughs> two dogs the, or one kid, two kids or one dog, but you right. got to do something. Did this look more like a ginger or a Marianne? Probably a ginger, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And so this guy comes downstairs. And you comes downstairs, you give him a pop quiz. You say, let me let me ask you, let me ask you this. Do you think? Excuse what is, me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> Pop quiz. Man on the street. Let me give you. I'm going to give you a, a quick question. Don't overthink it. Is there a chance that your dog? Ginger or or uh, Marilyn Monroe or Judy Garland or whatever. Is there a chance that your little dog would tear ass after a fucking cat-sized rat and run away from you to go eat it until there was nothing more to eat, to tear it apart just for fun? Get it in its little mouth. Oh, you brush its teeth. I know. There's no little yellow spots on the teeth. It goes and it fucking bites a rat and shakes it, and then it's mad that there isn't more rat to kill. Mm-hmm. Sir, mm-hmm. yes or no, do you think that's likely to happen? And he'd say, excuse me. Uh-oh. No, no, now we're going to get letters from... So, yeah, you're getting ping pong. And so here's the problem. You breed a dog. You, you know what? You understand what breeding is. You know, you understand uh, uh, can, canine <laughs> eugenics. Canine, I know all, all about breeding. Canine eugenics is you do yeah. something really fucked up with two dogs and say, which one of these turned out more of the really crazy dog we were trying to make out of two different dogs, and, right? It's, it's a form of right. forced evolution. Right. And then you put the other one in a sack full of rocks and throw it over a bridge. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I, I, got, I got nothing against pit bulls. My, my sister-in-law, who threw my glasses away, not that I'm angry, she has, oh she has a pit bull. They, 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 they were told that it was a pit bull and then some kind of like a, like a, a sweet bird dog. One of the sweet, dumb bird dogs, like, yeah, a, like a retriever. Sweet, dumb bird dogs. Sweet, yeah. dumb bird dogs. I think Josh, no. He, um, no, but you, um, you get one of those sweet dogs like a retriever. Retrievers are not the sharpest dog in the drawer, right? But you, and, and when they brought it home, they're like, oh, this is so sweet. It's a retriever pit bull mix. And in the fullness of time, it became clearer and clearer that a pit bull had fucked a little bit of retriever and, mm-hmm. and this little, little, little gal came out. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Now here's the, here, any, the you thing know about retrievers is yeah. they don't seem smart, but it might just be that we that they have not been called into action yet. Oh, that's you know a, what I mean. Oh, so if you thrown the rat into some water, well, it could just be that the retriever. Let's say the retrievers. We think of them as like, oh, go get the duck, bring the duck back. Mm-hmm. But it may be that that a million retrievers over the course of a, a thousand years keep coming down those metaphorical apartment steps and they keep walking out the door and there is no, in this case, metaphorical rat mm. that activates what retrievers are there ultimately to do. A duck has never been provided. Whatever the, whatever the duck is in this situation, mm-hmm. clearly it is, a duck is not just a duck here. Mm. Whatever a duck is, we just all we think of them as is duck chasers, but they were not. They were not put on this planet, perhaps just to bring ducks back. They might be waiting. They might be waiting. They are Manchurian candidates. I don't. I don't know. I. It's so They're hard to know. It's so hard to know what our audience is interested in, and I think on some level it shouldn't matter because help comes from places. Sometimes duck. Sometimes help is a duck that falls out of the sky, as, yes. I, as I think you've shown. But I think our relationship with animals is something that is worth pursuing and penetrating and sticking a finger in because it's clear to me that we talked about this with raccoons. We've mm-hmm. talked about this with raccoons. We've birds. talked about this with nutria. We've certainly talked about this with birds. Horses. I like your Manchurian candidate thing. I think, I think we're facing a world where we have taken these animals out of their natural, unnatural environment. Right. Right? Their natural environment would be walking around just eating shit they find. But we mm-hmm. want to make them into things that bite bulls on the nose. Yes. Do you know how and hard it is to thing, make a dog bite a bull on the nose? If you, if you create a dog whose sole purpose is to bite a bull on the nose... In the same way that when you create a rat chaser, you get the the side effect is that it is incontinent. <laughs> if you create a bull nose biter, oh. what are the side effects? It, it's it's a canine game of whack a mole. There's something else in that dog. There's some other higher purpose because biting a bull on the nose, sure. But how many times is that going to happen to a guy? This is, how many this times is, is a bull going to come in? And this be is like, super interesting, and you have to wonder with these little genetic freaks that we keep in our home. Uh, you you have you have to wonder like at what point what point will that sleeper cell be activated by something? You know, a rat is 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 closer to a badger than most things in the world, right? True, closer and, to a badger than say a shovel. Yes, exactly. It's it's, it's a whole it's a whole uh, using device, but hmm. but no, absolutely. And uh, and so okay, so so here's what I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking of dogs I've known. A whole using a device. I had a I've had a pointer <laughs> that was really stupid, and yeah. I had a beagle that was really stupid, and but both of them <clears throat> they're both. Well, wait, how are you measuring their intelligence? Stupid relative to your friends. Stupid relative to like. A lot of it has to do with me. A lot of it has to do with me. You can you can judge a dog by and large, apart from its genetic freak nature, by the person who is the animal companion of that dog. <laughs> you don't say owner. You know that. You say animal companion. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to get some letters. Yeah, we're going to get letters from the companions. But okay, for example, I have this. Point. You're just shepherding the animal through life. You're not its owner. But my pointer, just, my pointer would point like he'd never been around anything to point at, but still there was something inside of him that when he smelled, and he smelled everything. He had an amazing sense of smell, and I never knew what he was pointing at. It could have been the metaphorical duck, where, my beagle, which he was, could have been seeing dead people. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But then my beagle, I'm just saying, my beagle. Like every time we turned around, he killed a rabbit. I didn't even know there were rabbits somewhere, and he'd find <laughs> a rabbit and kill it. The same way as with this goddamn rat. Yeah. 
Maybe I mean I don't know. Is there a way we could have a dog that would like bring us coffee? Or I mean, if we're gonna, the thing is, we know so much more about genetics today. I think if you maybe, had a Bernese Mountain Dog mm-hmm. that had a that had a, uh, I, think a bear. Me- I think it's Myanmar now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called Ber- a Myanmaranian Bernese Mountain Dog. <laughs> And ha- who had a barrel around his neck, and you could adapt some. I'm sure if you went to your local Starbucks and said, "Listen, I'm trying to build a wood barrel that I'm going to c- hang around my dog's neck, and I want it to, I want it to carry coffee." Do you have a nozzle? Do you have a nipple or something that can that I can put on this barrel that can interact with your espresso drip coffee maker thing? Somewhere yeah. in Seattle, there's a guy. Yes. If you went, if you went up to the counter, he'd probably be wearing one of those like knee-length aprons and he would have a handlebar mustache mm-hmm. and he would say i'm trying to make a i'm trying to make a barrel that my bernie's mountain dog can carry can bring coffee to me in the morning do you have the nipple and before you even said nipple he'd be like ah i have exactly what you're looking for it's 49 dollars." and he would go back, he would go back behind the counter and he would come out with an ar- ar- array of tubes and then he would say this this all hooks of course to your italian uh like single press coffee device Right. Okay. Here's the other thing, though. Like, there's all this bullshit going on now where people are trying to make all these computer things that that, that do stuff and don't really do it. There's an app you can get now where you can, like, call ahead to order coffee and then you go there and pick it up, which, whatever. I'm not sure how much time that saves. The point is, these places, their biggest cost, you know, the coffee, that's a license to print money. It's it's paying the guy in the apron that's costly. I'm thinking you get a dog collar with a smart card in it and a Mm -hmm. nozzle. You you get the Bernese to, or the Bernese? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a Bernese, yeah. It's it's a a Bernese. There's no reason if you can te- if you can teach a sweet little animal to bite a bull's nose or chase a rat down a hole. There's no fucking reason that you cannot teach a, f- a an average to above average intelligence dog to fill a wooden barrel with coffee. Yeah, right, exactly. And it, once we've done that, I don't even care what that dog's real purpose in life is. Yeah, I'm going to get one, and he's going to come upstairs in t- into my room every morning with a barrel of coffee around his neck. And I'll pat him on the head, and that will be all he needs, because well, all they want to do is please. Well, and you know what you're doing, John? You're, you're using the same frank honesty and candor, which I think is all means the same thing, that you mm. bring to all of your transactions in life, which mm. is you have made the barrel into the duck. He's mm. not going to want to go chase other yeah. stuff. He's going to want to fucking bring you coffee. Exactly. He didn't even know what the duck was no. until it was a barrel. Oh. And the thing about this is that I believe that this is true of human beings, too. Do you think everybody's got a duck? That's what I was we, just thinking. Yes, we are more complicated... Obviously, than Bernie's Mountain Dogs or uh-huh. Wiener Dogs, but I think that there are. I think that we are waiting each of us for our duck, and when that duck appears, sometimes you're not you're not thinking about it. You're not ready for it. You're at a bookstore. You're looking. You know. You're looking for a, a, a housewarming gift. You are like on your way to meet your fiance, and your duck appears. Mm-hmm. And are you gonna? I mean, are you going to chase that rat into the bushes and down the hole and get your pink ribbons dirty? And Or are you going to fight the fact that every fiber of your being says, holy shit, I never knew it, but there's my duck. There's my duck, and I'm going to look away oh, because I have, I have self-domesticated myself. There's no, there is no guy in his pajamas who's brought me here to this doorway. It is I am the guy in the pajamas, and I am the dog, and I am ignoring the duck. Well, and as much as you can say, and, and I know you didn't get a long view of this because you were watching the rat, but like, for example, the guy in the jammies, what's his duck? Exactly. Like, left to, okay. All right. Well, I'm well assuming, and the I'm, thing is, when his dog went off into the bushes, yeah. he's left holding the duck. Mm. Like, 
Now everything's changed for this guy, right? Yes. Is he gonna is he gonna let this dog cu- come into his bed and lick him on the face tonight, covered what, in rat blood? If he goes and he finds Ginger, and and you know you've, you've seen dead rats or stomped rats. I, the place our band used to practice, I was at my friend's house, and he was feral. My friend was feral. He he yeah. he hunted. He would go out in the backyard and and shoot rats. And, uh, and he hated rats and he, he was, uh, you know, he like worked for a living. Like he had like rough hands and boots, our drummer. And he, he used a, he used some kind of steel press. He would, he, he he would stomp press. them. He would stomp them in the kitchen and then ah. scoop them up with the cardboard, um, you know, thing that 12, uh, Bush beers came in and then just throw yeah. it out in the backyard. And the it looks rack. like, mm-hmm. Half rack box. Which also, they make, they make a great hat too. I just half- saw a Coors Light cowboy hat for sale on Amazon just yesterday. I didn't even know that existed. Isn't that weird? Hmm. He we would smash it. it. He would smash it with his boot and scoop it up. He had no problem. And That's to disgusting. me, I, oh, it, it completely freaked me out that he could do it. And it wasn't even something where he was like, oh, I'm drunk and I'm going to kick a rat. He had done this so many times that you know how hard it is to, to, to stomp a rat? Do you yes. know how fast those little fuckers are? Yes. He was not startled. He was, he was not a rat scared. Slayer. That, his, name, his name is Legion. His name was Bruce, but I think he's a commando. He's a commando. But the thing is, though, when you see a rat that's been smashed or like a, like an arc, a neighborhood of pigeon, thank God, it looks like what? It looks like it. you don't really understand the word guts until you've seen a smashed animal. Even if yeah. you've seen like a – if you've seen somebody like cut up a cow or a pig, it's still not the same. There's a surgical nature to, 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 to cutting the ham off a pig. This is something completely different. This is nature. This is, this is your duck staring you in the face. It looks like Squash. steak tartare maybe. Yeah, but with, like, a, with a plate of spaghetti put on it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's guts. Yeah. That and, is guts. Uh, and you stuff all of it in a furry slipper. Man. Yeah. I've seen some squashed things. Here's, here's, here's the problem. I'm just going to say this just, just quickly in passing, and I'll probably cut this out. But the thing is, if you obtain a dog whose entire raisin de etra for mm. its entire line of existence down the <laughs> line with all these dogs was to literally kill things, to kill yeah. big things, not be scared of things. You know, right. like dinosaurs. You can hide from a dinosaur as long as you stand still. Once you start moving, that dinosaur goes after you. That's how it works. They're not super bright. They got a brain the size of a walnut. If you I, got I a have dog, not had a, that much experience hiding from dinosaurs, so thank you for to your knowledge teaching me that. Well, okay, all, all I'm saying is this: What happens after every? You know what? I'm not going to say pit bull. Act like I'm saying pit bull. Okay. Uh, after every <laughs> vicious dog attack that kills a child or old person, to a person, what does the owner always say? Always oh, the nicest, sweetest dog. They've uh, never, never done before. anything like even near this before. Right. There's not a single person in the world that hasn't had their dog, except for maybe like a football player or somebody. They've never had anybody. You've ne- there's never been anybody with a dog that killed a person who said, "Yeah, that's happened five times." There's yeah. always but a the, first time. But this is absolutely this is exactly the problem with human beings too. That, hmm. That's that's what everybody says about the. <sighs> About the maniac white supremacist guy that walks in and kills a bunch of Sikhs because he doesn't understand what a Sikh is. Oh, r- wrong turban. Wrong turban. He's like, I, you know, uh, the, this guy that killed all the, all the, walked into the Sikh temple and killed all the Sikhs, and everyone's saying, well, gee, I don't understand what his motivation was. Right. Well, because he's an asshole and he's an idiot and he's, uh, he doesn't know that the he doesn't know the one turban from the other, and he doesn't even he doesn't care. And there's three there. There could be three minutes, like we said before, with the clan. There could be three minutes in junior high that largely explains why he is the way he is. It didn't take it didn't take a lot of breeding. Well, there's probably some breeding issues, but 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 you know what I'm saying. But there, he never did anything like he's this an before. asshole. That's the is, problem. He never did anything like this before, and then all of a sudden, oh, he he killed nine people. Well, it's like uh, none of us have ever done anything like that before. And until we do, because we are we're we're uh, we're animals. 
You're terrible, right. It's terrible, one of those. Nipples, all of us. It's one of those stupid sayings. Like uh, whenever you lose something, whenever you find something you lost, it's always in the last place you look. I cannot believe that adults still say that. <laughs> well, I found it, but I kept looking for a couple hours. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, here's the question for you then. Yes. Uh, you know about you know about uh, serial killers. I, I do. I have a sideline on. Are you serial uh, are you a, are you a fan? Do you follow serial killers? I'm pretty. I, inter- I'm pretty. No, I'm not a fan. I know you're not a fan of anybody. Yeah. But but I'm pretty interested in serial killers, and it's my understanding that yes. I mean, now did this start? Did this start back in the day? Like there was a time in the early '90s where serial killer oh, it was big. Fandom was a was a thing in our culture. Right, John Wayne Gacy selling paintings and getting marriage proposals. Yeah, I had a lot of friends that had that had that chorus that literally corresponded with killers in the in the jail, and had books about them and stuff. It's and pretty was easy not, to send a letter to anybody. It really is, and I did not I did not approve of that, and I did not indulge in it. But yeah. but since since the internet has arrived in all of our lives, mm-hmm. I must confess to having spent many many hours late at night. Trying to understand, not trying to understand, well, yeah, trying to understand Bundy and... Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Our, well, and our local... Bu- Bundy's, now, Bundy's a hell of a story. Bundy isn't... Bundy was one of my first serial killers. Because well, he was in Florida. He was in Bund- Florida, you know. Bundy was one of the first serial killers. And he was smart as shit. Smart and diabolical and... He broke out. He broke out of jail. He changed his, uh, you know, because a lot of a lot of it is you you get some guy in Quantico who's drinking a lot of coffee. He thinks he has it figured out. Well, Bundy, Bundy, uh, and again, I'm I'm not here to promote Ted Bundy, but but he uh, but he did. He, he took and he turned it. He'd switch it up. He tried different things. He'd go to different places. He escaped multiple times, mm-hmm. but but he also, I mean, there's this like, oh yeah, and he was this really super killer. But then he also would go up into the mountains and have sex with the dead body of the person he'd killed for multiple days until in his own words the body was no you could no longer have sex with it because right. of decomposition he's a polymath and that is a thing that it's very difficult to square with like yeah he was the bonnie and clyde and then oh oh well, if you well, even spend two seconds thinking about the things that he did mm-hmm. there is no possible way to contextualize that if you if you, you can't you, you can't Live in a world where that is possible, and yet you you believe that people are like reasonable, predictable, and that you know uh, that it, I guess what I'm saying is it is not possible to live in a world where there are Bundys, and at the same time you believe that we can educate people away, educate our uh, our society to a point where there is no longer hatred or suffering. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's. This is the liberal conceit, right? That if we just if well, we just pour the, enough the, education, kind of that, on people, people are basically people are basically good and need to be given the circumstances to do the right thing. Yeah, and we just we just through a through a process of culturation and also some sort of draconian laws, and maybe a, we throw a little bussing on there, and <laughs> and then all of a sudden all of our hatred of one another will go away. And we will live in a utopia where we wake up every morning and, and make muesli for one another. And we all gather at a common table and eat muesli. And, you know, and our linen garments don't chafe. And then, oh, except for this one guy who likes to eat people's faces or have sex with dead bodies. Uh, but he's, you know, really, like he just saw, he just found his duck. And, yeah. it's a, and we're just going to have to, we're going to have to walk him over to this other area 
this fenced off area, even though fences are a terrible Because that's thing. the exception to the rule. Yeah, and it's like, well, he he certainly is an outlier, right? Uh, on the bell curve, he of certainly the, of is. The people, of the people we're aware of and the people we've caught. <laughs> yeah. I bet there's a lot of panty snatchers out there. I bet people would be – Everybody here's, here's one of the problems, turns out, is that everybody thinks – you know, for example, child abductions have gone way, way down since like the 1940s. Oh, interesting. It's just the reporting – of things like child abductions has gone through the roof. There's probably oh. there were probably way more missing blondes back in the days when cars were larger. It's mm-hmm. just that today it's way overreported. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. And so and so I th- I think that's part of it. But here's but, the other thing. Go but, ahead. But you know, Bundy worked as a as a pretty high up staffer for the camp the Republican campaign for governor here in Washington State, and he was like a trusted advisor of the of. Uh, the man who eventually was the Republican governor of Washington. And so you have to be a pretty high functioning, not just high functioning maniac. You have to be a pretty high functioning person to be working that. John, John, Wayne, John Wayne Gacy was not only a clown at children's parties. He was one of the most respected businessmen in his, in his area of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, and here's how he got a lot of those young men in the car was that he would say to them, Hey, look, I own this construction business. Do you want to make a little bit of quick money? I'd be more than happy. I'm a clown at parties and a member of the Rotary Club. Mm. So I hope I didn't get that wrong. You know, I got the Argentine Stadium wrong. I'm a clown at the Rotary Club. And yeah. 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 And so, and so, but, 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 but people get in the car and then pretty soon they're in the basement. He's got to stick with a wire on it, twisting around their neck and he's reading a Bible verses. And then he pulls out the screwdriver. Mm. That That's actually the, sounds kind of hot. It, <laughs> especially with a clown. <laughs> Uh-huh. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it at first. No. No. My um, understanding is that he put the, that he, it was Gacy, right? That buried the bodies in his, his own house. basement, and then just just poured lie on them. So that yeah, I mean, bodies it, kind of dissolved it worked for a while, and then Ugh. they found there was something like I want to say twenty eight of them. But here's what I want to get at. <laughs> Speaking of ducks, you've got you look at somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer, who's a super interesting character. Talk yes. about a freaky little guy. He was a real freaky guy, but you know what? He had that same pattern as a whole bunch of people. Can I just yeah. say, killing cats? You right. meet a kid who blows up a little bit too much stuff. You excluded. You meet somebody who has killed a lot of cats. I've never killed a thing in blowing things up. I'm so glad. I always said, clear. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Get out, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and, and then I would push the ignition button and boom. <laughs> you saw, yeah, I can imagine you like wearing like those yellow... Like, you know, marksman glasses, those goggles. But all I'm saying is this. If, if it is fair to say, and I think it's fair to say, because I've, I've, I've read enough books, I've watched enough TV shows, and I've spent enough Certainly time on Wikipedia have. to know that, a lifetime. that you, you take somebody who's a 14-year-old cat killer, and, and, and you have, you're seeing the seeds of something that will become the, uh, the discovery of ducks. Chances are. Which is a terrific Marquez story, by the way. Now, here's a question to you. Is like there something – is this just for serial killers? Are there other things where we should be watching not necessarily cats that are being killed? With animals, should we be watching animals doing freaky stuff? Like animals, they, I don't know. They like, they like, to, uh, they like to chew furniture. Uh, they, uh, I'm just saying, are there ways that we can see this feral nature coming out bef- before it comes to a dead rat or a co-ed? I think that uh, are there markers, I, John? Are there markers? You're saying in the animal kingdom or in the human kingdom, John? It's the same kingdom. It really is. I'm going to say that yes, there are markers all the time, and that's why we don't hang out with people who listen to white supremacist music. But we do hang out with, say, for instance, bronies. <laughs> oh man! You know, like you look at some bronies and you think. 
Has a brony ever flipped his lid? And brony, like, don't you think the bronies found his duck? I think they have. I think that's absolutely true. They found, but there are a lot of ducks, right? There are a lot of, there are, there are, there there's are a lot actually, of ducks and there's a lot of decoys. That, that's exactly right. And there are, there are tons of dogs that, who, who, uh, for whom that rat would not have been their duck. Mm-hmm, you know, they'd they come a out, different duck. They'd come out, the rat would run right under their nose, right across their paws. And the dog, obviously the ears would go up. They would be attentive. The, the tail would go up. They would, just as every other human on that street, if we had ears that could go up, our ears were all up when that rat came out of, from under the car, right? Our tails all went up. Oh, my, if, I, if I see a rat, uh, e- even though I understand, if I see a rat at a remove, and, I, and the thing is, a rat doesn't want to be seen. No. A, a, rat that, a rat that he realizes, uh-oh, he realizes I am clocked. He's yep. going to find a wall. He's going to run along the wall. He's going to do that creepy thing because, you know, they're, 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 their body's like, like, a, like, a, like a ferret. They're kind of a weasel. They're kind of bifurcated and they kind of yep. scoot. Yep. Those big butts. They're so yep. gross. Big and, butts. But, but they're going to they're gonna hightail it away. They're not going to come confront you about having been seen. You know, when you just said big butts, it occurred to me that there is someone on, listening to this podcast mm-hmm. who is not 100% sure that they aren't maybe attracted to rats sexually is, is mix listening <laughs> i don't think you know i don't think he, that, have you made him aware of the show i don't think that mix listens but mm-hmm. i did recently learn that not one but two we, i knew that one of the presidents of the united states of america was a regular listener right but but now it turns out that two of them are mm, and you think? i know, for you know fact, jason has only has two strings on his drums did you know that I didn't know that. That's part of his sound. You know, uh, you know his 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 uh his one of his rack toms is a beer cooler. That guy's uh, a, that guy's a riot. He knows how to he knows how to live. But no, uh, uh lead singer of uh, the president's Chris Ballou. Famous, Hello, Chris Ballou. Welcome to fa- the family. Famous American no, has listened to every now. episode. He'll quit now. Every episode, and he has uh, he he gave me he kind of he broke it down for me the other day. Gave me the exegesis of our whole thing. He did he pulled a little bit of a Flansberg, and he was Jason like, gave me Here's the what second, you need to do. Jason gave gave <laughs> after Flans gave me the second biggest exegesis that I've ever gotten of this show. And may I say, John, of you, I think mm. I think you might be Jason Finn's duck. Finn Finn uh, knows a lot about me. He also <laughs> he knows he knows where the ducks are buried. He also thinks he knows a lot more about me than he does. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are you looking for equal time because he he told me a lot of things no 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 i i have no i i, I you know my my uh it, trying to decode jason finn is a thing that i do in private with jason finn it is not a thing that i'm going to take out into the world you guys i keep imagining what you and so many people i can't remember i think i want to say it's the raven but it's this one roger corman movie with like peter laurie and i want to see christopher lee vincent price and there's this one magic duel that's done on like five dollars worth of effects where they like throw fireballs at each other across yeah. this long table that's what i keep imagining that sounds so- like every friday night for me <laughs> sitting at a long table with my friends just casting like cheap effects at each other <laughs> let me ask you this have you ever known a border collie uh i did not come up in a uh, culture uh where border collies were a major currency the dogs that that i knew growing up like malamutes all, and huskies they, they were malamutes and huskies and shepherds and uh actually bernie's mountain dogs big dogs made for cold weather and calm and then you you might be surprised, but my high school girlfriend, their family were wiener dog owners. My aunt and uncle were wieners, and wiener the wiener dogs could never go outside because nature would kill them instantly. 
Alaska. Oh, they're not suited. Scene. They're like uh, invasive exotics. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're devasive. They're not. They're not suited for the environment. Yeah, the, the the Alaska itself, Alaska personified, would see a wiener dog and immediately crush it with just it would just direct some cold. You think at people it. in Germany keep their husky inside? If you know what I mean. I don't, uh, Germans don't have huskies. Is that right? Well, I mean, modern Germans can have anything they want because they're... they're they made them all move to Czechoslovakia. Because their Deutschmark became the Euro, mm-hmm. and then that, is, uh, that has purchasing power. But traditionally, <laughs> no, they, had, uh, they, had, they made all kinds of dogs there. They're the ultimate dog makers, the Oh, Germans. no, no, no. China, the Germans, gi- China the Ger- gives them a run for their money. Uh, you know, the British China's made, made some of fucked, China has made some fucked up dogs. Yeah, well. England, now here's the thing. In England and France, they were very practical. The reason I ask you about Border Collies, just quickly, yeah. I've been around a few Border Collies, and there's one thing in common with all of them. Here's what happens. <coughs> Excuse me. I think people go oh, out. But- Sorry, cough button. Now we're just going to say cough button. I think people go out and they look on the internet or they buy a dog book at the yeah. Barnes & Noble. They bring it home. Oh, my God. Border Collies. Look at that sweet face. Yeah, they're look good at those kids. eyes. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They read the first paragraph. What they don't read is that dog will never stop hurting everything. Oh, right. Of course. Well, I had a friend that had an Australian Shepherd. That dog could actually climb walls. The, 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 they the, see they see ducks everywhere. They've got herding, to see ducks. Their their herding instinct is so powerful that they will herd like dust around the house. They will herd seriously. They'll they'll sit and herd anything that moves. If you had a if you had some streamers on a fan, they would try to get those streamers. Like I, I've it, heard this from yes, like a cat. I've heard this from three different people who've had this that to varying degrees. My friend, my friend Richard, in particular, grew up in a border collie house, and they herded the children. If he tried to leave the dog, excuse me, if he tried to leave the yard, the border collie would grab him in a non-harmful way by the seat of his pants and drag him back into the yard. Which is, I think, an advantage if you have children who are stupid. (laughs) So you just need to find the right duck for your dog and the right dog for your duck. If you have stupid children. It goes both ways. Get a border collie. If your children are smart. (laughs) Stupid children, smart dog. Yeah, if your children are smart, then maybe you need a dog that doesn't have that instinct. So if you've got a super genius in the house, like a super train, you, you, it's okay to have a dumb dog. Now, Gibson's not not the uh, – I don't want to say anything about Gibson. I don't know if your mom still listens. Gibson is a – not. No, wait, don't tell me. I know this. Uh, oh, shit. It's not a greyhound. It's a – what's the first letter? What's the first, what's the first letter? <laughs> B. A b- 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 <laughs> A, bo- bo- a, a, bo- a borsoi? A ball? Uh, yeah, a borzoi. That's a, you're oh, exactly sorry. right. You found you found it in your mind. Gibson is a borzoi. Although he is a borzoi crossed with a whippet. So he's a small That's a nervous fucking dog. It is. He's a smaller dog. Well, he's he's less nervous, but he has incredible You ever been around a whippet? It's like a great yeah. meth. It is. But, but he's a much bigger dog than a whippet. Gibson has doggy on wee. Um, he's got like which, angst he does so he is consumed he has anxiety which but really he has he has ennui oh man so like, he spends many many hours sitting with his his uh paws under his chin staring out the door wondering about things you think he and needs it, a, he does, he, does he need a duck he's a cipher his his duck <laughs> he does he has a duck which is uh spaghetti he wants Spaghetti is his he, duck. He wants spaghetti, and I, that, there's nothing to account for this. There's nothing in the history of this dog that would indicate that spaghetti was the was was the the grail. For I had this a cat that ate spaghetti compulsively. Yeah, this so borzois were were the is it Russian? Were the, 
yeah, they were the dogs of the czars, and they were bred to um, to hunt wolves, mm. and they would work as a team. So uh, 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 three borzois would approach a wolf, and I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a wolf up close, Mm-mm. but wolves do not like to be approached, let's say, by anything. Wolves do the approaching. In this case, the borzois, which are huge dogs, a proper borzoi, you know, stands three and a half feet tall. They're they're like oh. at the at the shoulder. You know oh my I mean? god! They're, it looks it's massive. like the size of a schnauzer. It's big. They're like horses, <gasps> oh and they goodness. can they can run in bursts up to like fifty miles an hour. And so, three of these dogs would 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 come up on a wolf. Some of the, them, I'm sorry, the some run. of them weigh more than a hundred pounds. Yeah, they're massive. I thought these were little skinny motherfuckers. I don't know. Gibson has been has, some of some of this has been bred out of him. The the, the closest th- that Gibson has ever seen to a wolf is a is a, a very wolf-like squirrel. Um, but the, the real Borzois, like my, my mom used to breed Borzois, and she lived, out in the, she lived out in Kitsap County here in Washington, which is basically like you have to take a ferry, and, and then you are living in the forest. You're living in the trees where Sasquatches come and, and want to borrow a cup of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but she said she had these Borzois, and her, her, the queen of her Borzoi pack was a dog named Manushka, and they would drive uh, down these long country roads out in the forests there. And she, there was a person who had a wolf hybrid. This is in the 60s. And she said the first time that the, when this person first got the wolf, they turned a corner on this long country road, still deep in the forest, about a half a mile from this person's house. And Manushka sat up in the back seat of the car and started howling. And it was like the, for the first time? The first time, and it was the Whoa. spookiest sound. She, my mom said the spookiest sound that she'd ever heard, and she didn't know that the wolf was there yet. She only found out like a week later that this guy had owned a wolf now, and Manushka howled for like forty-five minutes. That's insane. As they drove, uh, just with the with this prehistoric knowledge that her prey had a you know her that she had never in her life smelled a wolf. And now she smelled one, and she knew something. Isn't it interesting? So we we sit around and we wonder about crows and ravens talking behind our backs, mm-hmm. right? But you're telling me that this is a dog that it was completely unprompted. That duck popped up, except it was a wolf. It was a wolf. Holy and the way they would shit. the way they would hunt wolves is that that the, the the three dogs would get on. The, so the wolf obviously is moving as fast as it can, and these three dogs are right on its tail. And is it scared, is that, it scared of the is it scared of the wolfhound? The wolf the wolf knows that the wolfhound that this is what's coming for it you know yes the wolf is scared because behind the wolfhound is the freaking czar and 400 people on horseback all carrying blunderbusses and it's a bad scene they're they are blowing on trumpets like the wolf is was not into this from the beginning and then when he sees these wolfhounds he knows or she knows this is a bad deal Uh oh so the first wolfhound is trained to grab the wolf's front paw like so the fo- the first dog gets in alongside of the wolf and latches onto its front paw, tripping it. Where the second wolfhound then can grab onto one of the wolf's hind paws, spinning it. This is all happening at forty miles an hour. And they don't, they don't, they don't have to have a whiteboard in a meeting about this. They just uh-huh. this is just what they do. They know what their job is, Damn. and then the third one gets the wolf by the neck and they hold it for the czar. Whoa. 
and they are meant to do it. They're just, this is how they, this is yeah. why they live. And I have one of these dogs. I grew up with these dogs and they are bananas. They are absolutely bonkers because let, uh, need I, need I say there are, these skills are not called into daily action, right? We do not, I do not have a way to activate this power in mm-hmm. my thoughts because we, I am not on horseback. I, I do have a blunderbuss, but it's not useful in the city. And, you know, we're not hunting wolves. So here this dog has all these powers, these incredible powers. And it's just like, sorry, you want to go for a walk down to the playground and uh, and chase a tennis ball? Is that cool with you? Or is that, is that going to be enough today? One time I, was, I, was, I, I went through a phase where I was riding bicycles. And because it was a thing that you could do with girls, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Let's yeah. go for a bike ride. Oh, that sounds fun. And then we would ride around Seattle, which is a city of 10,000 hills. But I took Gibson with us one time, took him off the leash, and it was 3 o'clock in the morning. We were going on a bike ride. And we rode around town. We probably rode, I don't know how many miles we went on this bike ride. And Gibson ran alongside us absolutely as, as fast as we could pedal. He ran alongside us with this look on his face like, Come on, are we going to really like kick it in now? Or are you going to kick it into gear? Are we going to run? Is this? And he he kept having this disappointment. Like this is it, right? This is as fast as you can go. Oh, like like you're. You, I see what you're saying. So you just you 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 haven't really pushed him to his limit in the way that he's looking for. There, there. It wasn't possible. If I had a, he wants if, to go from a canter to like a gallop or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, he was just trotting alongside us as we're barreling down these hills with this, you know, a look on his face. Like, well, this is fun. This is new. But also, he is not—he is not being used. He is underused, as the great pavement might have it. And if if I had if I had a group of people with motorcycles, maybe we could have, maybe we could have like given Gibson a true opportunity to mm. to catch his inner like use his wings for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so Gibson in. in and he gets, Gibson gets five walks a day. I mean, he is not, as far as dogs go, he's living the life of Riley. But he has all this doggy ennui because he's dreaming of wolves. Mm. And there are no wolves. Mm. My God, that's horrible. Well, and that is... <clears throat> but the, your, mom, your mom does take him out. So, that is so, true of every dog. Yeah. Yeah, I but think. with some dogs it's easier than others. I mean, again, with the Chinese, part of my saying. But, yeah. but they, uh, they, they bred some serious lap dogs. And and some fighting dogs, right? Oh, I mean, some those of those lap little dogs, those lap dogs are all meant to guard temples, right? Their job they make that terrible yap 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 sound because their job is to wake everybody up when the barbarians are at the gates. Mm. You know, they they weren't. They, I mean, sure, they're meant to like disguise your boner while you're sitting in a chair. <laughs> That's but its duck. The, its job is like whoop. <laughs> Boner hiding dog. A boner. a boner hiding dog would be so handy. Yeah, it's got a boner. So Get up speak. there. Oh my then god! You're just, then you're just petting the dog, and you're like, "Hello, <laughs> welcome," and you're petting the dog. But really, yeah, it's just the dog is it's just. just a, you're, watching, you're, you're watching the maid pick up a brush. Yeah, it's just a thin sort of like carpet between you and the bone. <sighs> but I feel like this is true of of people too. No person, we did not evolve for ten thousand years so that you can be. So that you can work at a Best Buy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to a Best Buy? I have. You walk through the aisles and there's all no the ducks. sales. There's people, no ducks. No, there's all these 23 year old salespeople, and every one of them is thinking, I was bred to chase wolves. 
May I help you find a quarter inch to eighth inch adapter? Oh, God. And it's like, yeah, you were bred to catch wolves. But in fact, I do need you to help me find a quarter inch to eighth inch adapter. And they, they shuffle off and they try and make a joke with you. They try and make common cause with you. And they're, they're screaming behind their smiles like, get me out of here, please. Please, I will work as your cabin boy. I will be your slave. Do whatever it I don't care. Please just get me out of this Best Buy. And you're help, like, help, help me feel alive. Get me back to my atavistic duck chasing nature. That's right. Let me be. Let me be the person that is your. You know. Let me be your assistant who just coils your cables and and touches nine volt batteries to to his tongue to see if they have any charge left in them. I'll be that person for you. And I'm like, I just need a quarter inch to eighth inch adapter, dude. Thanks though. Hmm. See you later, bro. Take it easy. Peace See out. La- See you later, bro. <laughs> See you later, bro. Peace out. And they're there, and I walk out the door, and I am going out, literally, to hunt wolves. Mm. And they are with just... Your, with your new cable? <laughs> with my new cable, and they are adjusting their name tag, and they're just like... You should, is- uh, just so you know, you should really pick up the monster cables, and you should get the replacement insurance. <laughs> you know, if you get HDMI, you want to make sure to get a digital HDMI. You know what? These have a lifetime guarantee. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what I have here in my house? I have like three milk crates full of cables that don't work anymore that have a lifetime guarantee that I keep meaning to take down to Guitar Center and dumping on their on that, you know, the, the right inside the sliding door. Like, I'm just going to walk in and just dump this pile of dead cables and be like, lifetime guarantee, motherfucker. That's what you said when I bought these. I want $650 worth of new cabling. And they'll say, contact the manufacturer. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they'll say. See, yeah, this is where I think cats are interesting, and and I, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a big cat person, but I'm not, I'm not anymore. I'm not really a, a big dog person. I don't, I'm not a big person, but um, certainly not a person. You're a baby person. person. You have a daughter now. You ha- you don't need a you don't need a, a proxy daughter. You have a you have an actual daughter. Yeah, I, I married a model. I don't need a magazine. But listen, I'm not going to say that having no. a pet is like having a, is no, a proxy no, child. No. That's a terrible thing to say. And I please send your letters to Merlin. Mm. Yeah, I'm using this John Roderick address uh, for that now. Um, but cats, now, now, you ever, you ever, you ever fuck with a cat, like with a laser pointer? Have you ever put a hot dog on a string on a ceiling fan? I have fucked with cats in more ways than I'm, oh, prou- than with I'm cats. proud to say. There's so many ways because the, the cats are just smart enough to be really. You can really fuck with them. Have you ever put scotch tape around a cat's paws? I have not. What does it's that a, do? Well. So a cat stands, and also it sense you know when it's spreading its paws and making biscuits on you. It's that's part of how it gets its scent on you, right? Is it's isn't that part that. of it? I didn't know that. You ever had a cat make biscuits on you? I have many, many times. Mm-hmm. But a cat stands by spreading its paws, right? It it its weight is, <laughs> it's is already supported. funny. <laughs> its weight is spreaded by spreading its paws. So if you tape a cat's paws, it. it <laughs> And you put it down on the floor. It dances. It hops on its little stumps. It can't spread its toes. <laughs> so don't do this. If you're don't listening. do that. It's so don't wrong. It's a terrible thing. Also, was- if you have a retriever, don't give it a tablespoon of peanut butter, whatever you do. You ever seen a dog eat a tablespoon of peanut butter? Peanuts, yeah. Well, it's a thing that, you, it's a thing, it's a thing that they do. Now they they fill those little kongs, those little dog toys. That oh, have a, yeah. They fill them, fill them with peanut butter to... To drive dogs crazy, to to you know they think it's like oh she loves it, it occupies her mind. It's like <laughs> that's a yeah. it's like Gitmo. Yeah, it occupies her mind. <laughs> yeah, it turns her mind into a into a hot coal, which is just like 
How do I get in there? How do I get in there? So tape, tape, tape on a cat's paws is a little bit like bound feet. If you yeah. did that for 200 years and kept, kept getting the ones that <laughs> danced funnier and funnier, you eventually wouldn't need the tape. Yeah. I'm surprised the Chinese have not made dancing cats. I bet there's a, there's a, place, there's a place in China where they have, they have dancing cats that don't have toes. These are just the cats that we've seen that made it over here. You know, the Chinese, you know, in a lot of Asia, they do some pretty awful things. It's a big country, China. Big, there are a big, lot of, big. Growing there are a economy, a lot of tape. Yeah. So anyway, taping a cat's paws, terrible thing to do. Yeah. I had a friend, uh, I was at his house one time, and a cat walked past him, um, and he grabbed the cat. He, we were sitting on beanbag chairs. He grabbed the cat and was holding the cat with one hand while he unzipped the beanbag chair with the other hand and threw the cat inside the beanbag chair. And That's it not up. funny. It was terrible. So the cat, the cat came out of the beanbag chair five minutes later, absolutely covered with beans. Oh, the styrofoam? Oh, styrofoam oh, bean. Oh, John, this is awful in like seven ways. Yeah, it was terrible. But again, we were like, and I'm, I can't believe that we're talking about animal torture on this because it's a terrible thing and I don't, I highly don't. Well, this to... brings us back around because. I was, I was 12 years old and I mean, I didn't end up becoming a serial killer in other words. Music... I was just, a, I was just watching. I understand. Mm. Music for Steamboat Willie was arranged by Wilfred Jackson and uh, includes the song Steamboat Bill, a 1911 Arthur Collins composition and Turkey in the Straw. The title of the film is a parody of the Buster Keaton film. Steamboat Bill Jr. Next paragraph. Well, the film has received some criticism due to humorous depiction of cruelty to animals. Oh, I guess I guess that's when he spit. Does he spit chewing tobacco on Mickey Mouse? What does he do? He makes him ring a bell. I'm looking at one picture here and trying to figure out what the whole whole show is. Uh, Steamboat Willie. uh, He he does his Steamboat Willie dance. That's as far as I've gotten. I you know I got to tell you something. Um, I'm a big fan of Turkey in the Straw. Mm -hmm. That's a hell of a tune. It is. It is. Turkey in the Straw has more melodic com- complexity than 98% of modern Mexican pop music. Yeah, well, as long as you're going ping pong, yeah, my, my, I like that. I think I know that. You're talking about the kind with the really, like, over-compressed trumpets that... Uh, yeah, my, my, we call it Taqueria music, and I it's, it's, it's oompa music. It is it's German, but and it's also music. but it's got these awesome uh, it's got these awesome snare fills too mm-hmm. that are almost like you know like the only good part of ska songs is the end and, and this and the uh, drum fills. I didn't know there was an awesome part of ska songs. Well, most you're, ska, you're no, you know, the problem is most ska songs never end. They might as well go on forever. <laughs> but you know how every uh, ska song starts like this. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Not just mirror in the bathroom. They've got yeah. some so like in, in one of those, those one of those like how's it sound? It's like it's like and you hear this they get these great little snare fills. I now personally I like listening to that station. It's uh Stereo del Sol. sol, sol, sol. I like a stereo a stereo del sol. It makes my wife lose her mind. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. some people you ever seen people who have like a really visceral reaction to bluegrass? Like I really like bluegrass. What? People have a visceral visceral rea- a negative reaction to bluegrass? Isn't How that can fucked you not up? like I'm bluegrass? kind of like that with reggae, I have to be honest. That's an inc- that's insane. That's the craziest thing you've ever said. What? Reggae reggae music man. Ja Rastafari. I told you my reggae story. I, 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 I. Yeah. I, and I don't on. ever need that, to hear that, it again. That, that is amazing music. It, it, I'm not it, talking about Peter Tosh. It's been polluted by the bros. Uh, I Just the whole legend. Legend, like, ruined everything. Bob Marley was so cool. Like, I had a copy of Burnin', and I had a copy of 
like his first few like good records with Peter Tosh when there was like a good band and then and then like everybody in my fucking college had like three copies of Legend. I know, I know. And, and it just went on and on and on. I and told you what happened to me in Kind of Blue. It's the soundtrack for Eating Outside. No, Kind of Blue, really? That's I never a, told you this dur- story. No, it's a durable record. I worked at a shop. Oh dear. And there were there were well, there were about six or seven employees, and we we all could play our own music and listen to stuff. And then one day, one of the employees played a record that had a, a the word crap in it or something. The singer said, I'm not taking any more crap. It sounds like the Eagles. <laughs> I think the Eagles use the word crap. I think and Joe Walsh introduced crap to the Eagles. Well, so, there's plenty of crap in the Eagles before he gosh, arrived, but I think boy, he brought I'll the word you, to them. It's made of crap. Can I beg you not to get me started on Don Henley? It's uh, some, Somehow the Eagles, like... Just as you would take a, a uh, just as you would take a giant uh, square of butter and carve an elephant out of the butter so that it could sit in the middle of the buffet on a cruise ship, <laughs> the eagles carved an elephant out of a block of crap. You think you think that's true of Glenn Fry? Old school Glenn Fry? You don't like you don't like the old Glenn Fry? Not Miami Vice Glenn Fry. You don't like old Glenn Fry. Smugglers Blues. Now, don't listen. Oh, <laughs> can I just mention? Can I mention your buddy? Your Joe buddy, Walsh. Joe no, Walsh. No, it- your other buddy, the one you're so you're so gay married for, is Phil Collins appeared in an episode of Miami Vice. You oh, know. I know. I know the full Phil Collins Miami Vice connection. God, you're you're so in denial. <laughs> but uh, you don't like that like, tequila sunrise. You don't like Hotel California. I am not an Eagles hater. I don't know. I, I, you know, I got to say, there's some. No, no. So, okay. Can, can I, I like you? the I like the Eagles very much, but right. at their at their heart, it's the same problem with Clapton. At the heart of the Eagles, mm. there is nothing but cocaine. <laughs> I'm making four in this one. <laughs> there is um, no, there is no soul. Yeah. To the Eagles, I love that. I love the music. But what it's about like, Fleetwood Mac? Now you like Fleetwood Mac, right? I do because at the heart of Fleetwood Mac. There's intense suffering. It, but yes, it's cocaine in a rhythm section. It's cocaine, intense suffering. And, and a guy f- who can do fucking pull-offs like a motherfucker. And some like older British dudes yes. who are yeah. looking at the back end of Stevie Nicks every night. Mm. And that's going to do a thing to a guy. Hmm. We should table that one. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I think pull-offs might be my duck. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I like a pull-off. I really like a good pull-off. Even when Jimmy Page is up there being sloppy, I yeah. like me a pull-off. I was at a guitar Anybody store. Anybody can hammer there. on. It's like triceps versus biceps. Yeah, you know you what I'm saying? Pull-off. Pull-offs are the triceps of guitar. I was at a guitar store the other day, and a guy's walking by, a guy I know, and uh, I'm sitting there playing a guitar, and as, as he walks past, I'm like, hey, uh, uh, teach me a lick. And he's like, what? I'm, I, I was just heading out of here, and I was like, I know, you, two seconds, teach me a lick. And... I say this to guitar players all the time. Teach me a lick. I'll tell your ni- kids. Ninety nine percent of the time, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." And 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 they don't teach me a lick. And I'm 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 always surprised at this. Like if somebody said to me, "Teach me a lick," I'd go, "Here's a lick," or I'd play them something. <laughs> turkey in the I, straw. They teach you turkey, <laughs> turkey in the straw. In the dunka, 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 dunka. No, wait, no, but, that's the Arkansas squatter. What's turkey in the straw? Wait, wait, I'm getting confused. You just said that you love turkey in the no, straw. No, no, but now I'm having a stroke, and I actually just started singing the Arkansas Traveler, or whatever. Turkey in the straw goes. What's well, the tuba part? Oh, isn't it? 
Wait a minute, I gotta look up Turkey in the Straw. I derailed you. I'm sorry, derailed you from your crap. This guy stopped and spent 30 seconds teaching me a lick, teaching me a not just a lick, teaching me a concept that I've been I'm sitting with my guitar all day trying to figure this thing out. Hmm. Now that's a gift you can give another person, and it involves some it involves some pull-offs. Some hammers on and some pulls off. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you're any uh, Joe Walsh or uh, Don Felder. But you know what? I mean, remember it's I used to tell you player, that Don song. Felder. Yeah, he's fine. But you know that uh, I always told you that shape song sound like Haircut 100. Hmm. Um, but I really like your little pull off thing in that. I have no idea how you play that song live and sing. I think it's really weird. Like a lot of things where I've you... tried to play it, and I think I've tried to play it just sitting here, and I think it's it's hard. It yeah. seems like once you learn it, it must be not as hard. When that's you're a very lead, lead guitar player, yeah, that's right. Once you learn it, yeah, just keep keep going until you got a guitar there. nearby. Can you play it for me? Uh, once you once you are a lead singer and lead guitarist on a thing, you you learn that you're giving. You have to give yourself a lobotomy, so it goes. Is it is it E? Is it an E? Can you hear that? I totally can. Start it. Start it over here. I'll shut up. Do it from the beginning. That's fucking insane. Yeah, well, to you're, you're, you're like you're that. like an autograph. That's amazing. I'm oh. like an autograph. I, I know how to play that solo, the four finger. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know that one. I learned it from guitar for the practicing musician. <laughs> that see now that 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 to me is like a Hotel California. You, know, uh, you the, will. I used to love that. You know the. Oh yeah, the solo. But that's a uh, that's a kind of pull off. It's not it, exactly like a um, end of Stairway to Heaven uh, solo pull off. But it's it's a thing when I play that song. If I am looking out at the audience and I make eye contact with anyone, then all of the music in my head goes away. I have I have really screwed the pooch on that tune a couple of times because do you, get, be, do you get lost? Well, I'll be looking around, and it's not a song that I can really be looking around. But I'll be looking around, and some I'll I'll make eye contact with a girl, and she'll go wink and mm-hmm. i'll go ha ha and then the 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 ability to play the song leaves my hands well also like i'm i don't i don't know anything about music but also the singing is true. very uh i don't say syncopated but you're singing a real different rhythm right than that thing you're 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 kind of doing some kind of uh, uh what's his name stanley clark stanley jordan who's the Elsewhere. guy with the aluminum guitar what's his name who am i thinking uh, of uh, steve albini aluminum guitar yeah, remember that guy no, 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 not steve stanley albini jordan. it's stanley uh, the jordan? other guy stanley clark the, the bald one Stanley. Oh, you think it's Joe Satriani? Joe Satriani. Fuck he has him. a little guitar. Um, and then the other thing was Cat's Crap. Oh, Cat's Crap Fever. You were going to say about uh, playing crap. So what was the record that they played when they discovered the crap on a song? <clears throat> oh, so here's the thing. Yeah, so so somebody said crap in a, in a song. And, um, and actually the employee who was playing the music uh, was a dreadlocked gentleman. Oh, God. And so I have no reason to think that it wasn't Fishbone. That he was playing, <laughs> and um, and so some customer, I kid you not, and this was a, this was the magazine store where we had magazines about, uh, n- like naked motorcycle gangs. We had magazines about, like, like uh, long pigs. Did you sell and Grant- how to did, you, did you sell Granta? It, we sell. We sold Granta. We sold that the was a Grant- of- That was a Granta customer. This customer complained not to the person with dreadlocks who was working at the counter, but they wrote a letter 
to the manager saying your dreadlocked employee played a song that said the word crap in it. And although the owner of the store was like, you're, you're, he, I, I shouldn't have said although. The owner of the store was a West Coast liberal, like do-gooder magazine guy. And rather than say to the employees, hey, uh, you know, a customer complained about the word crap. And so you got to not play songs that have the word crap in it. Or rather than say to the employees, ha, get a load of this, e- uh, this, this letter I got from some asshole. You know, like somebody that, that, that objects to the music that's being played in a store, like really fuck you. Actually, just straight up fuck you. But instead of doing that, the owner said, okay, well, obviously I can't trust you guys to play music that, that doesn't have swear words in it. So uh, I'm going to pick the music from now on. What a dick. And he, it's just, this is just classic. But he doesn't have to be there all day. He's the, no, he doesn't. And he's the, he's a business You could owner, just right? say, show a little, show a little bit that's of right. decorum and responsibility. And please don't play stuff that's Don't play, especially don't play things loud. They're going right. to make people, that's the main thing is don't play it loud. So what this guy does is he, he selects, you know, five CDs that are acceptable work music. And one of them is kind of blue. And one of them is, uh, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, and one of them is—I don't know what they are. It's a selection of, of of modern jazz, instrumental music, though instrumental music and and jazz music that's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Even though when this music came out, it made everyone that heard the record—you know, like it, the—it's like a Coltrane record that literally caused people to become junkies on the spot mm-hmm. at the time. But but in the intervening forty years, <laughs> it has become just background music. For people, you think so? Kind of blue. So anyway, well, let mm. me tell you the story. Of kind of blue. So so we rotated through these ten CDs mm-hmm. until eventually nobody cared anymore. And then we didn't have a ten CD player. We just had one CD player. So you had to go back and change change the CD when it was done. You know what I mean? Well, eventually nobody cared anymore. We'd all heard all ten of these records a million times. We weren't authorized to put oh, an eleventh record into the mix. And kind of blue got put into this. CD player and stayed there for two years. Oof. And and the other thing about the owner was he did not want you to not play music. You were supposed to have music playing. And so the life went out of everybody that worked there. We just were like, oh, whatever, kind of blue, fine. And so for basically two years, every day, I would go to work and hear... It became the it became the sound of hate to me. Like I wanted Miles, I wanted to have Miles Davis and his little like wiry neck in my hand, and I wanted to hold him. I wanted to hold him underwater until he stopped breathing. I was so mad. Was the dreadlock guy a black man? He was. Can you fucking believe that? Yeah. He said, "Here, it, you want some? You want some black music? Let me play some black music." That's exactly right. Here's your new black music. And so Oof. I have I could I could sit right now and give you like an angry mouth trumpet version of every note of Kind of Blue all the way from start Let's to Let's save that for our uh, I should book that as a show. As our Davis I, and stuff show. I should book it. I should book it in a club and just stand up there and go That's actually pretty good. Now my, here's here my, <clears throat> 
you, you've brought out, uh, uh, I think, uh, a trigger word. Yeah, I think trigger, you did a trigger word. Because uh, uh, now I'm remembering one reason I hate the Eagles was that when I was a busboy, every night when we closed, the coked-up manager would put on a cassette of fucking The Long Run. Oh, Which yeah. is not – it's it spawned hits. Yeah. But I had to listen to The Greeks Don't Want No Freaks every Friday and Saturday night, as well as The Long Run, as well as Heartache Tonight. There, there are a lot of <laughs> – there are a lot of B sides. There's there only of- so much heartache tonight that you can take. It's a good song. That, that's your, at this point, I'm good to hear heartache tonight once a year. It's a pretty good song. If a friend came over to your house and was like, "Hey, I just wrote a song," and he played a song and it was heartache tonight, you'd be yeah. like, "Wow, good job." It's got a, great, great harmonies on it. But it is not a thing you want to hear multiple times. I don't think I, I don't think I think once a year is too often for me. I think heartache tonight is a thing that you know if I'm driving through, if I'm in a different state and I'm spinning through the channels. And all I'm hearing is like, uh, like Christian ministry. There's so many Christian radio shows. Yeah, and then I get heartache tonight. I'll I'll stop and listen to it. Right. What about Bruce but, Springsteen? Would you change it? Would you change back to the ministers? Well, what kind of Bruce Springsteen are we talking about? Well, you know his best album is Nebraska. You want me to send you a copy? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, is about, it? Is it some... I'm on fire. If I come on, if I come on, oh, I'm come on fire on. as I'm driving across the country. I'll stop and listen. Are to you on. fucking kidding me? Ugh. Hey, little baby, was your daddy home? Yeah. Rosalita, Rosalita comes on. You change the channel. You know what? Let's move on, John. <laughs> it should not surprise us at all that there are so few ducks and so many people. You think about all of these examples that we've given this week. There are so many occasions where there might be a duck, and we look the other way, and then we sit there. So you know what happened? You know what? Dread- Dreadlock guy sat there. He had his duck, and then that guy brought in a rubber duck and made him play with it all day long. How fucked up is that? He put peanut butter in the Kong. <laughs> Peanut butter in the Kong, that's pretty good. God, I gotta blow my nose.